0: cliffcentral.com we're going to turn our attention to dr hanan bushkin now to do what we do on a Monday, which has become for some people their favorite part of the week because if you start your monday with uh, dr hanan it's better than uh starting it with all those concerns that you keep hidden and you keep to yourself you got to get them out there and talk to him about the most important stuff that's going on and it's delightful to see you hello dr hanan how are you hello nice to see you yeah you you look uh you look like you've um significantly had to warm up uh, your outfit this morning is it pretty chilly where you are
1: <laughs> just driving in the car it's uh it's the first time in this year that it the sound came on with four degrees oh my god yes.
0: <laughs> i know that i know that sign oh. that's the start of my winter. car warned me too this morning no. and i thought is this armageddon what is happening <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot that we've been receiving from people in terms of email but i i want to go to something that i think that Maybe you can help us with. Um, this is, of course, we call it, it's going to be okay. And with the year that we've all been through, that's a message that we need to keep putting out there. And we thought we'd tackle mental health one bite at a time, like eating an elephant. And we'll start the, um, the process with Dr. Hanan Bushkin. He's a renowned psychologist and head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. And I thought we'd talk about Monica's question here. She says, uh, they say we need to self-regulate and not use other people's validation to feel good. But isn't it good to get feedback from people? And you did sort of touch on this last week, uh, Hanan, but how do you find balance, Monica says? And I think that's probably a really good question. So let's start off with who you get your feedback from and how important it is to distinguish between people who mean well for you and people who are just criticizing you because they don't feel good and because they want to pull you down. And then maybe you can give us some pointers as to how much feedback is good and how much you've got to trust your gut sometimes. Mm. So feedback is not only good. It's a must. We function
1: really well. That's, uh, as we discussed last week, that orients us to where we are. The way I know that I'm a good father is the feedback. The way I know I'm a terrible dancer is feedback. The way I know I'm a good psychologist is feedback. The way I know I'm a terrible whatever friend, feedback. Mm-hmm. Feedback is what defines my identity. And um, it starts at, one day old and it doesn't end for the rest of your life. You know, for those parents, for the newly borns, you know, we put the newly borns in, in these short onesies. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> we put them in onesies that are a little bit too small for them. And the reason why is because the child, the baby needs feedback. It needs to push against something to orient itself and feels like it's not, feel like it's not falling. So feedback is important for us when we are born and it carries throughout our lives. So it's not about self-regulation. As a matter of fact, we regulate ourselves through external means and means, you know, people think that self-esteem, my identity starts from within. My identity doesn't start from within. It starts externally. Self-esteem starts externally and, You know, like we are born into this world of different
0: temperaments, different looks. different. Hold on. What you just said is really controversial because there are people running around the world now who say, oh, no, no, whatever I say is true about myself is true. And whatever reality there is outside in the world must just comply with what I feel inside. (laughs) You're saying the opposite here. And this is a big deal. This is like basically, you know, there are so many people in the world right now who expect the world to bend to their desires for themselves and their own ideas of what their identity are, might be. Um, you're saying, no, no, no. Your identity is actually established by social feedback.
1: 100%. But not 99%, 100%. Wow. We are born into this world, different looks, different temperaments, different personalities. Some people are born into this world looking and sounding like Ferraris, and some <laughs> people are born into this world looking and sounding like Toyotas. And just because you have a Ferrari doesn't mean you'll have high self-esteem, doesn't mean... Because you're a Toyota doesn't mean you have low self-esteem because your self-esteem is not dependent on who you are. It depends on feedback. So if the Ferrari grows up on an off-road track where it's told every day, you're not good enough, you can't do it, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, the self-esteem of the Ferrari, the spec Ferrari will be zero. You put the Ferrari on the racetrack where the feedback is you're incredible, this is your lane, the Ferrari self-esteem is through the roof. That's why tall people, short people, fat, ugly, whatever people can have unbelievable self-esteem or not, because it's got nothing to do with who you are. It's got to do with the feedback. The trick is getting on the racetrack as opposed to trying to swim up here or getting on the off-road track. So it's not about that self-regulation because I say to people, nobody's bigger than their environment. So I get I get pushback on that. People say to me, well, Khanan, I've overcome my environment and I've moved to another. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, Yeah. exactly. You've moved to another because the environment is the glass ceiling so nobody's bigger than the feedback that you're getting if the ferrari is told the ferrari is told you're not enough you're not enough on day one the ferrari is going to be like i don't care on day two i don't care on day three it really starts to care because the feedback is negative so it's not about that
0: self-regulation especially if you feel like you're not winning right i mean you say the feedback is negative but for many people if they can get a couple of wins in Their confidence is boosted enormously. So, you know, the moment you get some – and yesterday was Father's Day, and I thought it was probably appropriate to refer to this too because we have many people who don't have positive role models, um, positive male role models in their lives, um, who maybe don't have dads, absentee fathers. They've had abusive relationships with their fathers. There are lots of toxic uh, guys in this world. And in South Africa, we seem to have an absolute epidemic of that kind of behavior. Um, we don't have enough great men who just set the perfect example for their sons, their daughters, and everybody else in their lives. So we have a huge amount of pain and hurt there. But if you get some good feedback, it usually starts you off on the right track. And maybe you can come in and br- bring, bring in that Father's Day stuff because I saw a huge amount of, of gratitude on the Internet yesterday from people. And then I saw a huge amount of bitterness from others.
1: You know, Gareth, you, as as fathers, for those of us who are fathers, you are your children's and mothers, and but you are your children's feedback. Mm-hmm. They wake up and directly and indirectly, explicitly or not, so they're getting feedback from you. How do I orient myself in the world? Am I good enough? Yeah. Am I relevant? Am I significant? Am I a part of something? You're giving your children feedback all the time and you're orienting them, them to the world. We are not bigger than their environment, and therefore it's not about – finding a balance but rather it's about finding the people in your life that give you that positive honest feedback that regulates you change does not start this is controversial but change does not start from within change is external change does not start from within we don't change ourselves to change the environment we change the environment to change ourselves
0: oh you, you know, so now when, you've upset the buddhists as well woo! oh my god
1: yeah completely completely so when i see for example women who are in abusive relationships and they comes Mm. they come to me and say to me hanan i'm going to continue staying in the relationship but can you work on my self-esteem the answer is no no because that's your feedback change the environment change the external to change the internal i know it's controversial but it's it's a lot more empowering because how do you change the internal so if i said i want you this week your homework is to develop your self-esteem, go for it, change the internal. Oh. I want you this week to change your worldview. That's internal, how do you do that? I want you this week to feel to feel happy. Yeah, it sounds really, really nice and very Buddhist, but how do you do that? But if I say I want you this week once to go to the gym, I want you once to say no and set boundaries. I want you once to in- engage with people that are a-, a person that is good for you that you can control. Mm. You can't control the internal. You can control the external and by default will have in- a significant impact on the internal. Hmm. All right. amen
0: B- before, um, before we wrap it up for this morning is always uh, you know people pull uh, quotes out of having you on every week, and then they kind of Gosh. spread them around as memes on the internet, which is it's turning into a thing um, and next week, by the way, if you can put in your diary, I want to talk about this uh, supposed addictive personality and get into whether or not people are actually. Addictive personalities or whether they just make bad choices over and over again, because I think there's a really interesting discussion there. You know, people, whether it's food, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's gambling, whatever it might be that people are addicted to. We we um, we need to explore whether or not there are these supposed addictive personalities, which sounds like something that, um, you know, many people just take for granted as a real thing or whether it's an excuse for making bad choices. Um, but before we get to that, so Sia is um Sia's going to be moving on to a new job. Let's just talk about how people deal with those kinds of things in their lives because there's enormous change. Uh, no, no, I mean like like you're going to you go through the stages of separation, right? And if and- I have a breakdown on air, she <laughs> to <branch laughs> the topic. But I suppose this is also for for those of us who worked with him for a long time. We also go through stages of of that kind of separation. And for people in relationships, that's very, very traumatic sometimes. And other times it's managed really well. Do you have some pointers for us on how to manage those things?
1: So yeah, moving from one relationship to another, one job to another, one home to another, it's actually very difficult psychologically because – the brain likes consistency, predictability. As a matter of fact, I was referring earlier to women who are in abusive relationships. Yeah. Even moving from an abusive relationship to a very healthy one is very difficult because the brain finds that the, the common predictable nature of the world and it likes that. So the moment you move, even from something bad to something good, or something good to something different,
0: I mean, really, your Leanne, brain needs time to adjust. Hits, uh, Leanne only hits Leanne only hits her once or twice. I mean, she's not really abusive all the time. <laughs> and let's just yeah make make sure that that's clear. We didn't want to uh, yeah. cast aspersions on Leanne's character. But yeah, even even ugly, even ugly, <laughs> wow. bad, even ugly bad situations, your brain prefers the predictable to the unpredictable. Is what you're saying.
1: For mm, sure, for sure. Yeah. No, that, that requires shedding new skin. That's what grief is. Mm. Grief is going. All grief is, is going from a world that I'm really used to, to a world that I know don't what to do, what what to do in. Mm. So, for example, in somebody that's leaving a job to another, see, you know this terrain, you know this jungle, and now moving into a desert, the rules are different. The relationships are different. The survival mechanisms are different. The routine is different and it could be better. It could be the same. It could be worse. It doesn't matter it's, it's a general idea, but your brain needs time to adjust. People that think that moving from one familiar to an unfamiliar should be easy because it's better. Yeah, intellectually, it's better, but the head and the heart work on two different frequencies, you know, so your head can understand it. The head can make sense of it, but the heart needs time to catch up. You know, I usually give the analogy of bungee jumping. Whenever you want to whenever you want to feel comfortable bungee jumping, you don't feel comfortable first and do it second, but you gotta do it first. But the moment you do it, the next time you go up there, you might even feel worse mm. because the brain doesn't like it. But now you do it the second time, you feel worse. The third time you start feeling sick. But now you do it five, 10, 15, 20, 30 times, now your brain starts to adjust and your heart follow the head. So it's about continuously immersing yourself in the experience, not giving up until you adjust.
0: Well, here's an interesting point from Ooh. from Lenice. OK, Lenice says it's the same if you move from one I'll country need to hold on to that for the next couple of days.
1: Yeah, it's and- tough. It's tough. Don't, don't expect it to ever feel very nice or feel that you're in control because your brain needs time to adjust.
0: Um, I'm just not going to find this answer at the bottom of a wine bottle. Right. No, <laughs> you for might. heaven's sake. Oh, okay. um, Lenise a... <laughs> um, says, uh, this also counts for people who move from one country to another, which I think is a a thing a lot of people are going through. You know, with um, the pandemic, it separated families across geography. A lot of people are, are trying to travel now again. Uh, some of them are returning to the country they're actually from because they were stuck somewhere for lockdown. But people who are emigrating mm-hmm. and, and immigrating, that's, that's a big change too. You, your same rule applies, right?
1: The same rule. So, any time you move, again, the brain likes consistency and predictability. The moment your world is set and you move into another world or another situation, another relationship, another job, your brain goes, I don't recognize this. Error, 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 like a computer screen, not trying to figure out this brand new world. And it needs time to adjust. The mistake that people make in not adjusting is that they don't immerse themselves in the experience. So, they move in of the experience and out of the experience. In, and out. But the moment you immerse yourself, your brain is an incredible machine that just finds a way to kind of make it work and adjust.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty much all mm-hmm. we have time here for. Sia, do you want to ask anything else quickly? No, I'm good. I have my morning full. How do you know if you um, – oh, you, you go for it, Leanne. I've yeah, asked
1: I, I just wanted to say what I've taken from this, and it's probably wrong, <clears throat> but I am a Toyota, and I'm going to get off the highway
0: What? what do you I'm what, just, what do you mean?
1: In other words, in other words, <clears throat> I keep on trying to think I'm a i am think I'm I keep on thinking that I'm supposed to be a Ferrari,
0: hmm.
1: but I'm not. I'm a Toyota. But. And hmm. I, I I don't have to be in the fast lane. I'm happy to be in the slow lane. You know, it's 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 so powerful, Leanne, because the moment we're all different. Some people are Toyota, some people are Ferrari, some people are bicycles, some people are trains. You know, you can use any analogy, we're different. The aim is to find your lane. No one is mm. better than another. A Toyota in its lane can be happier than a Ferrari who is not in its lane. A bicycle mm-hmm. that's in its lane can find much greater happiness than a Ferrari that's not in its lane it's about finding your lane so it's not just i was saying earlier not about immersing yourself in the experience but it's actually immersing yourself in the in the lane that you're designed to be yeah. in because the moment I mean, you find yourself that's like a fish in water yeah i mean imagine a toyota in the fast lane all its life being pushed by other people and feeling like it's lagging behind not to, not to mention and not. you know what And most people are and most people are because society says this is the only lane that exists for us to be happy no. this is the only lane for us to that exists in order to be successful and people try to fit themselves fit a what's it a round peg into a square hole yeah. and it just doesn't work and when you try force that it breaks
0: and mm-hmm. and uh, not to mention how irritating it is for the rest of us who are trying to get into the fast lane when a slow old toyota is fucking blocking it up <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, all right. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Hanan, always good to see you and we'll check in with you in a week's time. To see us. Very good.
1: com.